The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's a road show Thursday here at Hale Varsity at Haymarket Park where we're located. And uh, what a day today, not only for the college football world, but for you uh, fans of Nebraska, the Nebraska Sports Council Cornhusker State Games Night out here at Haymarket Park for the Salt Dogs game. Get out here. And if you don't have seats, uh, well, the, there's the ticket window behind me. And uh, we want to see you out here to celebrate the torch run. It makes its way into Haymarket Park tonight. And uh, we'll be checking in with uh, Dave Minerick. Charlie Myers uh, swung by. He is uh, awesome and all smiles. And Elijah, what a day for college football. As uh, the word is out, as is UCLA and USC, they are out of the uh, the Pac-12, uh, nothing finalized yet, but uh, you had this uh, break from the uh, San Jose Mercury News, and uh, that's the word. The word in Nebraska, you had Trev put the old bat signal up earlier today and uh, had a meeting with all the head coaches. You had universities, uh, university presidents and, and chancellors and ADs meet yesterday So the ball is moving, and 2024 is the target year for USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten. Phone lines open if you want to chime in and react to USC, UCLA. uh, And it's not potentially stopping there. Who else do you add? Who else would you add? That is the question, because it's an arms race. Tom Chattel had the tweet of the day. And college football is ruled by these two commissioners, ESPN and Fox, right? Who's handing out the bags of money uh, when it comes to TV rights. The Big Ten was going to command, by the end of the decade, $100 million per school. And now what you have by getting these two vaunted brands, USC, UCLA, that number is going to continue to climb north, you'd think. And there's a line right now of potential schools that are really good programs. They're trying to make their pitch and find safe ground. Elijah, imagine being the fat kid waiting to get picked. That's what Nebraska, God love them, looks like (laughs) right now. If they were still stuck in the Big 12 and God forbid they were going three and nine or four and eight in the Big 12. Man, the fat kid waiting to get picked, never been there. That's right. Me neither, right? <laughs> you wore husky jeans, and I looked like a Sharpay, uh, you know, back in the day. So this is good news for the Big Ten. 
it's uh, never really going to be the same in the world of, of college football. You're going to have two meg, mega mega leagues, leagues and, and you're going to have continued growth uh, with this expansion. And uh, it is good for Nebraska because what's Nebraska historically done? They have recruited the heck out of California. Maybe that can be a thing again for Nebraska as uh, UCLA, USC on their way to uh, the Big Ten. So here is what we know. What's what's the future of the Pac-12? It is shaky at best right now. What happens with uh, from a fit standpoint? Well, the AAU is very important to the Big Ten. It's prestigious. It's academic. And uh, you have both those boxes checked by USC and UCLA. And then, Elijah, from a brand standpoint, you are getting a mega brand that needs to be resurrected. Lincoln Riley's supposed to do that for USC. Chip Kelly and UCLA were 8-4, and four, but you just had a Final Four run by a team in UCLA two years ago with Mick Cronin. Uh, not that we're talking basketball, but uh, you, you have... You have two monster counters. The SEC says, okay, we see uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Let's go get them a year ago. The Big Ten counters with getting the two brands. And when it comes to exposure, you are now coast to coast, literally, from Rutgers to L.A. You have the D.C. market. You have uh, the New York market with the Rutgers Association. You have Chicago. And now you'll have the number two TV market in the country for Fox or NBC or CBS or whoever wants to throw money at you for your next round of rights. Uh, It is uh, very advantageous to be in the Big Ten. And this was a thing where USC and UCLA, they made the ask. They reached out to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten said, yeah, uh, no-brainer here. The, The next question is this. Do you just stop at 16? Probably not. Do you stop at 18? Do you stop at 20? Uh, That's where we're at. Derek Peterson, Dr. Pete, he's going to join us in 15 minutes. He still does the Varsity Club podcast, but he is also the writer and editor for Saturdays Out West. He covers USC now. He covers UCLA. He covers the Pac-12 now. So he is going to be... On with us to get his reaction. Bill Dolman will join us at 5. Bill loves realignment. Bill knows the TV business uh, with all his years at Comcast and Fox and ESPN. So we'll get his take there. We'll talk with Dave Manerick, Cornhusker State Games, Nebraska Sports Council coming up. uh, The torch run, of course. And uh, it is uh, Cornhusker State Games night here at Haymarket Park. So busy and we are streaming live on espn lincoln's facebook we're streaming live on espn lincoln's twitter so you're invited uh ucla usc they need to get back to being themselves ucla has been mediocre and underachieving for a while in football usc has been uh problematic they have made a change coaching wise and they're hoping that things get bumped back up to a high level uh, when it comes to their football program. So this is uh, good news. Now what happens 
with uh, Notre Dame? Is this the move that forces Notre Dame back into a conference or back into uh, joining uh, the Big Ten? Does the ACC uh, get rated next by the SEC in response to this? And if you're the Big Ten, you don't stop. I think you go get Stanford. That's, uh, well, it's, it's Silicon Valley, but it's also brilliant minds and fits the academic profile. I know that Stanford's been killing it in much other than baseball or, or volleyball, right? But you go get Stanford. I think you go get Notre Dame. I think you can go get Washington. And I know Oregon's not uh, a, a, a long-time power, but they're still Uncle Phil's baby. I think you go get Oregon, too. I don't know if the Big Ten just stops at 18 or not. Artez with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Artez, thanks for calling, bud. Go ahead. Man, this is uh, this is crazy, man. I mean, uh, when, does it, when does it stop? I mean, it is. Uh, it's not going to stop. It's going to keep growing and growing, and you're going to have two leagues not named the AFC and the NFC. Now, is it going to get to the point where basically you you won't play the the smaller power schools? I mean, like when you have that many teams in your conference, we you just play conference games, or how's that going to work? I think you have the ability no. to just to just keep it, Artez, within the conference because your, your non-conference is now going to be part of your conference, right? I mean, Nebraska's, exactly. Exactly. Nebraska's yes. big thing for years was scheduling out west. They'd have a home-and-home home with UCLA. They'd have a home-and-home home with Washington. They'd have a home-and-home home with uh, USC. At least they did in uh, 05 and 06. Now uh, they'll get worked into to the rotation and you could have two leagues of 10 and uh, split it up. I saw one tweet yeah, where I... Nebraska and most of the Big Ten uh, West would merge in with UCLA and USC, and that's the western half of the division. The eastern half would be Notre Dame and the rest of the Big Ten East. So what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Notre Dame, they got the big, they got a big decision here. I mean, I mean, if they want to be left out of this whole whole thing, they've got to make a decision, right? Well, here's the thing with Notre Dame, and, and you have Heather Denich reporting this. The Irish, if they were to withdraw from their, we'll just call it dating, of the ACC, they can play football. Notre Dame can play football wherever they want. There is an exit fee for their grant of rights in all the other sports. So all their basketball... Right. In other sports, they'd have to pay to get out of it. But football, they're free and clear. And if you're making your pitch for media rights, Fox is going to pony up because of their relationship with the Pac-12, which is really the number two TV market, which is USC, UCLA. Uh, You've got Fox and their partnership with the Big Ten. And you have NBC and Notre Dame already in partnership. You just kind of all merge together and, uh, and bring Notre Dame along. So Notre Dame I mean, is safe of, in football. The thought of flying from L.A. to New York for the U.S. those teams to play Rutgers, that's just that's crazy. It's just to think of it all, you know. So it is what it well, is. Hey, it's all about that big money, man. So, you know, go Big Ten, go Big Red. And, I'm, hey, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm so excited about Nebraska this fall, man. I tell you, I'm fired up. I think it'll be it'll be a good thing, and uh, got to get that offensive line figured out, Artez. But yep, exactly, uh, I, think, exactly. I think Nebraska can be all right, and if they're not 
asking their quarterback to do everything, I think that'll be even better. Yes, sir. Well, you guys have a good day. Artez, stay safe, and thanks for what you yes, do. Sir. Uh, hauling stuff across the U.S. Artez is like the Big Ten. He is going coast <laughs> to coast. He gives a little horn uh, there. When it comes to uh, his work as a, as a long-haul trucker. But this is this is the, the next shoot a drop, Elijah. And uh, it is expansion. And uh, why not get it kicked off before the holiday weekend? I don't mind these two teams. I think it's a great counter to Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm just a little bit surprised here because I was expecting a full day of talking about the Avalanche Championship Parade and instead this news dropped. So I got to change gears on the fly. I know, Schmidt, you were so excited to talk about the Stanley Cup Parade. But uh, with, with this, it's... I mean, people can make all the jokes in the world they want about, oh, these, these warm-weather teams coming up and playing in the Big Ten. Uh, oh, I mean, people are going to have to fly from New York to Texas and all that. What are people going to do with road games? But at the end of the day, this is the Big Ten's move to stay in contention with the SEC and the, the try that out with the alliance thing. Um, but I think everyone knew that wasn't a strong enough move for the Big Ten in order to keep pace. So this makes the most sense. If you want to keep pace in, in media rights deals, if you want to keep pace in terms of, of uh, the quality of play on the field with the SEC, this was the necessary move and uh, I mean it, it's another step closer to the, the conferences becoming bigger than the NCAA and eventually kicking the NCAA to the door that's exactly it and you're going to have your two ruling bodies your two leagues the SEC and the Big Ten and whoever else is absorbed by them and you'll have your own set of NIL rules uh, you'll be the, the best and the biggest in the sport you'll play one another you'll set up your own playoff it's time to find shelter if you're some other teams. Uh, Speaking of the alliance, this was 10 months ago. This was Bruce Feldman asking the commissioner of the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 about this alliance. (laughs) Well, there was no, always get a signed contract, I guess is the moral of the story. Question for you guys just from earlier about there being no signed document. I mean, how do you, I guess, how do you ensure people feel like this is actually has some strength where you don't think somebody's going to pull an end run or do something outside the alliance to better their own specific situation? I'd say this, Bruce. It's about trust. It's about we've looked each other in the eye. We've made an agreement. We have great confidence and faith. Our board chairs have looked each other in the eye and have committed to the same level of support and connection to one another our athletics directors have done that our contracts important absolutely they're critically important but where we are in college athletics right now uh, what we really need is is things to be stable and so we just felt that we could look each other in the eyes shake each other's hand to say that we have a fiduciary responsibility to the past student athletes our current student athletes and the future student athletes uh, to be able to do something that is right, you know, for once. Uh, I couldn't be happier about the alliance, and um, uh, I'm okay with there not being a signed contract. We didn't even focus on that, didn't even talk about that. Well, there you go. Again, more. Th- thank you for the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music. Yeah, I thought it fit well. Eli- Elijah. <laughs> we uh, welcome in Dave and Eric, uh, Executive Director, Nebraska Sports Council at Cornhusker State Games. Uh, Dave, thanks for having us out. Oh. Never a dull day in college football, my man. No kidding. Sports happened, man. It did. Hey. It did. And the, the torch is happening. 
Yeah, the torch run is is going to finish up tonight. The final in-person leg coming in from Seward Way, and we'll bring it out on the field before the game tonight. And there's always a nice patriotic tribute there that goes with that. So it's kind of a special night. We call it Cornhusker State Games Night at the ballpark, and we're getting ready for the the games. Man, I can't wait. July fifteenth, the opening ceremonies at Seacrest and uh, can find your way to the opening ceremonies and uh, log on to get your opening ceremonies passes. Spectator admission, $10 for adults, 5 for kids, ages 6 through 17, and uh, kids 5 and under free. Dave, hang on for us. We are uh, in, the, in the midst of Pac-12 slash L.A. mania. Yeah. Uh, we will hit uh, more on Cornusker State games night here at Haymarket Park. We're down here at the ballpark. You're invited out. Enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the welcoming of the torch. Are you throwing out that first pitch? Sounds like it. All right. It's going to be a 10 to 2 curve that uh, will <laughs> buckle your knees. Quick timeout. Our L.A. correspondent, Derek Peterson, on the way. It's Hale Varsity at Haymarket, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. Ten issues of our monthly magazine. Or annual football yearbook and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Park uh, Roadshow Thursday here for the Cornhusker State Games Night out at Haymarket Park. Dave and Eric to my left. A little bit of a wind, so uh, if you are swinging away at the fences, it could help a little bit later. The uh, Big Ten didn't really need to swing for the fence to add to their league. As it's not formal yet, but we bring in the host you love to listen to with the Hale Varsity Club podcast, Derek Peterson, at Dr. underscore PD on Twitter. And he is with uh, writer and editor with Saturdays Out West covering the uh, Pac-12. Dr. PD, it's good to see you. I love the, uh, the home office. Uh, give us your gut reaction, my friend, with uh, the USC-UCLA news. Um, well, you introduced me as somebody who covers the Pac-12, and my gut reaction was, okay, how much longer is there going to be a Pac-12 here? <laughs> That's right. Um, we were just talking about. <laughs> it's funny because I was actually planning to uh, – I went to the gym early this morning. Typically, I go noon, like right when this happened. Um, and I just on a whim decided I'm going to go I'm going to go to the gym early today. I'm going to get home. I'm going to shower. Now I'm going to probably head downtown, have some lunch with my wife. And then this happened. Then I texted her. I was like, you're on your own today. I'm not leaving the desk anytime soon. Um, it's uh, this is wild. I think the thing that everybody's talking about, and I think Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic reported that a lot of people are expecting this to continue to move um, toward two power conferences in the big 10 and the sec basically forming their own little their own little afc and nfc conference, division leagues whatever you want to call it and everybody else is going to be left to pasture to kind of figure out 
how to pick up the pieces. I kind of wonder if there's going to be three leagues, not two, because I do kind of wonder about the Big 12 as it has um, now Central Florida and Cincinnati. It has Houston and BYU coming in. It could naturally add a school like Colorado because I feel like Colorado would have, I don't know, some kind of significance to the Big 12, maybe. Um, And then could go, you know, Oregon State, Washington State. They feel like Big 12 kind of teams. You could try to add Utah. Um, Everybody thought that the Big 12 was going to just kind of collapse when Oklahoma and Texas left. And it seems like they've kind of stabilized themselves a little bit. Um, So I kind of feel like there's going to be three leagues. There's going to be two that are killed. And I kind of think the Pac-12 is going to get killed in this. And it's just a matter of um, if the ACC can convince Notre Dame to join, if the ACC can hang on to like Florida State and Clemson and keep them away from the SEC. I kind of wonder, too, if, you know, like the SEC adds Oklahoma and Texas. None of this happens if the SEC doesn't add Oklahoma and Texas, I don't think. So the Big Ten responds to – the SEC's additions with two additions of its own, which are pretty big additions. And, you know, you can talk bad about UCLA, but from a a basketball standpoint, there might not be a a more accomplished or prestigious program in men's basketball than UCLA. And they also, you know, they win championships and national titles and other non-revenue sports. And we know how much the big 10 likes to, to pump its chest out about how good it is at the non-revenue sports. Um, What if the big 10 says, okay, well, we matched, the sec now we're going to make the next step to stay ahead of the sec could you add a school like oregon or washington could you try to add notre dame to the situation then you're telling your media rights partners as you go into these new negotiations not new but new today they're going to be talking about different stuff hey we've got usc and we've got oregon we've got the big teams on the west coast I, th- I think you're you're right. I don't think you you stop Derek at USC UCLA. You get those two to respond slash counter OU Texas, and then you I, I see your 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 fifty, and now I raise you a hundred. Okay, yeah. this big old metaphorical poker table of college football media rights and race arms race for supremacy. And then you go think about more eyeballs. All right, you just got L.A., number two TV market. So let's go get the, the Bay Area in Stanford. Let's go get Notre Dame. Why why not go look at the, I, I say, look at the Dallas-Fort Worth market, go talk to TCU. And I think you go get Uncle Phil and all his money in Oregon. Don't stop at, at 16. If you're going to go, you've already countered, really raise them. And and you're you're being proactive, or at least you're taking phone calls, right? Because USC UCLA made the phone call. How do you think SC Lincoln Riley will fit into the Big tw- Big Ten by 2024? Because I mean, we've both have covered Nebraska, and it's been uh, it, it's been a challenge and shift from Big Twelve to Big Ten for Nebraska either style, body type, or schematics, uh, Nebraska's not found winning ways post-bow. So let's talk about both these schools. You might see each other in non-conference once. You might see each other in the Rose Bowl or the Holiday Bowl back in the day. But it's not week in, week out, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. You know, that uh, that juggernaut 
November stretch we're all familiar with. Yeah, when I wrote that piece for Hale Varsity on the 10-year anniversary of Nebraska leaving the, the Big 12 for the Big 10, one of the things that those former coaches said was the biggest difference was <clears throat> their defensive backs, their nickelbacks, their linebackers, they had to get bigger. And they didn't have the size in the defensive secondary to sort of match up early on against Big 10 teams. And specifically for UCLA, this is going to be a challenge because they have not been a physical team. Um, for USC... I was reading the, their preview in the Athlon Sports Preview magazine, and one of the, the anonymous coaches was quoted saying, when USC plays physical, it wins national championships. USC can play physical football. USC hasn't played physical football in recent years. And so it'll be really interesting to see how Lincoln Riley, how quickly he can change that. Because, you know, the kind of like the the perception of the air raid offensive attack is that it's pass happy. It's, you know, it's not smash mouth. It's the opposite of smash mouth football. But Lincoln, through his career, has put, you know, he's taken the Mike Leach system and he's adapted it to be more run focused. Um, and they are, you know, at, at Oklahoma, he was he was definitely more run focused than you'd expect an air raid offense to be. Um, and they had elements of physicality in their game. How quickly he can get that to translate to USC, I think, remains to be seen because, you know, like their offensive line that they're bringing back it it looked good in spreadsheets last year. Um, if you look at stuff like PFF, um, some mm -hmm. of their grading, if you look at some of the, the analytics that are available to us, the offensive line fared pretty well. But then when you go talk to people on social media, or you talk to people that watch them play, the offensive line gets skewered every time it gets brought up. Um, <laughs> so we'll be, it'll be curious to see like what that line looks like with this system that Lincoln Riley is going to bring to it. And if it is not a unit that can like physically impose itself running the football, how long does it take to get there? Cause if you're moving in 2024, that's not a long runway. You know, when, when all things considered, it's not a, a long runway to completely, you know, and drastically change the complexion of a roster, the way moving to a conference like the big 10 is going to require. Cause like USC is, is, when was the last time USC played in snow? Like USC could get to the Big Ten and have two or three probably, games in snow. Probably against Washington State. I mean, honestly, probably against Washington State or if it snowed early in a, in a road trip up to Washington. That's it. They, they, they import snow, man. They don't have to mess with it. And so, Washington State didn't have a, doesn't have a running back like Hassan Haskins or – no. Travion Henderson, like they don't have, and they and the Pac-12 certainly does not have offensive linemen like what the Big Ten has. This is one of the things I was talking to somebody on a, another radio show like a month or so ago, talking about like how the Pac-12 gets back to the college football playoff, and I said it has to start recruiting the offensive line much better than it is. So that is going to be a significant uh, change for these schools that are coming to the Big Ten. You know, USC, UCLA, whoever else it is going to be. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten is no joke at the line of scrimmage. No, that's how you win. Dave Menarek with us here. Nebraska Sports Council, Cornusker State Games, Elijah Herbal back at our studios here at Haymarket Park. It is Cornusker State Games night. Uh, gates will open uh, a little before 6. Uh, Dave Menarek's warming up that right arm to throw out the first pitch. The torch run is making its way here to Haymarket tonight. 
uh, and uh, Derek Peterson with us is, uh, of course, uh, the Hale Varsity Club podcast and writer, editor of Saturdays Out West. Is is Oregon and Washington on the table, do you think, for the Big Ten? We've got a couple, three minutes left here, uh, Dr. Petey. Do you expect more of the Pac-12 to join SC and UCLA? I mean, I, I'm expecting more of the Pac-12 to leave the Pac-12, yeah. If it's – I would I would imagine that <clears throat> the Big Ten is Oregon's first choice. I would Not guess Stanford. that – the What's that? What's that? Oregon or Stanford, the academic versus the Nike brand and Uncle Phil in Oregon. Is that a tough I mean, call or not? I don't think it should be. If you're the Big Ten, you're doing these moves to compete with SC, with the SEC from a football standpoint. So you need to add the best football schools and the best brands and the best markets that you can. So you would target Oregon. Mm-hmm. And if you're targeting Oregon, I think Oregon would have to come with a partner. And Oregon State doesn't move the needle. So Washington naturally would be that second team because you'd be able to have that Seattle TV market, which is pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know, if you're bringing if you're bringing Stanford, like, and you want to have that Bay Area, would you bring Stanford and Cal? It is interesting that UCLA is leaving, um, and there's no word on what would happen with Cal, with UCLA departing. That's mm-hmm. something to kind of keep in mind. But I mean, I, I think. If you're Oregon and you're Oregon's leadership, like you have to be calling the Big Ten, you have to be calling the Big 12 to try to figure out, hey, we got to get in. We can't get left out because Rutgers is about to be in the Power 2 conference and Oregon is not. Like that is a world that we we do not want to live in. It's all about pizza and vicinity to New York, my friend, uh, (laughs) with that. Uh, Dr. Petey, it's awesome to get caught up with you. Keep up uh, the, the amazing work with the varsity club podcast and thanks for giving us a few minutes here yeah thanks for having me on good to spend time here with uh, Derek peterson dr Petey, and uh writer editor uh saturdays out west at uh dr underscore Petey on twitter is uh, we're out here at haymarket park we'll spend some more time in college football the pride of fairberry nbc sports he is licking his chops to talk tv and college football carousel with the uh, the movement of teams bill dolman in 25 minutes more from dave Manerick. deadline for the cornhusker state games sign up july 5th get signed up now we'll spend some time on uh, of course cornhusker state games night next on hail varsity like what you hear high quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at hail varsity i'm brandon vogel managing editor I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Here at Haymarket Park, it's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Thursday. It's it's Cornhusker State Games Night here. And Dave Eric to my left, we've, we've talked a lot of college football. Elijah Herbal has his sleeves rolled up. Uh, eye on the tweeter machine for just where and when the next shoe will drop with college football. USC, UCLA. 
come on down, Dave, to uh, to the Big Ten. Wear your snow boots, get a four-wheel drive, and find some linemen. Fair, fair advice? Fair advice. Fair advice. It's interesting. Uh and makes for uh, a really fun sports day, doesn't it? Stuff to talk about besides the Cornhusker State games. Included with the Cornhusker State games. We, we don't form alliances with the other nearby state <laughs> games is for this reason alone. Someone's always got a only- shiv, <laughs> right? Yeah. What was the, the thing on Twitter? I don't know if you saw this, Elijah, but Dave, what was it? Paris and Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie. Uh, it was a picture of them from Elijah. Help me out. What was the uh, reality show they were on? Do you remember that? Paris and Nicole. One more time. I I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Okay. Well, they, they did a reality show about 15 years ago, yeah. fair to say. But they ended up going to, to rural America. Oh, the simple life. Yes, simple thank you. Simple life, yes. You, yeah, you knew what I was talking about. Come on, man. You've got, you got it on DVD unwrapped. I, I know got you there do. Eventually. <laughs> so, but it had Paris and, and Nicole showing up. That's UCLA and USC showing up to the Big Ten. <laughs> Dave, it's uh, incredible, man. A lot of years. Uh, this time of year is so special with the Cornhusker State Games, July 5th, the deadline. Let's tell folks, first and foremost, uh, opening ceremonies at Seacrest, July 15th, Friday. Uh, one of the largest amateur sports festivals in the nation, and uh, we want to see you out there. You've been doing this for decades, and you've been incredible for decades. Thanks for what you do in another exciting 2022, and things feeling more so like back to normal. Very much so. This uh, this year's Cornhusker State Games will be the 38th, and it'll That's be my awesome. 31st, I think. So I've been around for, like you said, decades. But what's cool is we, we have this young staff we have all of the experienced volunteers and new volunteers coming through all the time and a great sponsor base here in Lincoln. So that allows an organization and an event like the Cornhusker State Games to stand the test of time. Plus the formula with all those sports, we have around 70 sports every year. It's open to all ages, all abilities, using the best facilities, whether it's Lincoln, Omaha. Now we're going having some stuff in Kearney, Columbus, great. Fremont. Um, and and giving people the opportunity to participate closer to home, and the torturing is always part of that too. But opening ceremonies this year, I think it's going to be a grand celebration. I really expect a big crowd there. We have the usual favorites like the skydivers and, and the fireworks at the end of the show. The mystery torch lighter will touch off the cauldron. Who's the mystery torch you're going to reveal on the show today? Can't do it. I don't know you? yet. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say this. People are going to love it. Okay. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, people are going to love it. Uh, and we have uh, freestyle motocross. Ooh. Whenever we get the motorcycles at Seacrest, oh, it brings people out, and, and the, that's some of the best entertainment for our kind of crowd. A lot of kids, they like the energy of that. So just a fun, a very affordable night. If you're, if you're registered for the games, everything's free, uh, so you can't beat that. But the, the – uh, the the torch run coming in tonight always gives us a, a nice flow into the final day to register. July 5th is that. So when you're hanging out on the 4th of July, just hop on your computer and get signed up. Or even before then, tonight's fine. But go to cornhusker.com and get it done. Dave, really fast, you mentioned the, the registration deadline is July 5th. Now, I don't have any teams I'm a part of, but are there any sort of leagues I could join say uh, with a, a team of guys that we just put together, like a, a beer league type of, of event in the Cornhusker State games? 
you know what? That's what a lot of the adult team sports are. I mean, it's guys just getting together that they either haven't seen each other in a while or they've played against each other on leagues, and somebody will just say after a softball or a basketball game, just, hey, does anybody want to sign up for the Cornhusker State games? And then they come and they do it. And those sports are incredibly social, just a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. So, Elijah, just to, to kind of pair this with today's theme of the big the, the Pac-12 shakeup, you're Washington State looking for a conference right now <laughs> yes. to accept you for basketball, right? <laughs> and uh, we may or may not call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not great at anything in particular, but... But I mean, you're a team the, player. Team player, and I got the name of Beal. <laughs> no, that's what's cool about the games. You don't have to be, you don't have to be great at anything. You just go out there and try it. And the mix of sports, the variety, you know, we have all of those team sports that are staples in Nebraska, traditional Olympic sports that are very competitive. But we also have electronic darts, bowling, pocket billiards, disc golf, chess, um, you name it. I mean, there's something for everyone in this games. You've added really cool games over the years. Any new games to this year's selection uh you know we hung the banner for seven on seven football a little bit oh we did figured, you okay. we figured out that the timing just isn't quite right for those okay. coaches uh we did a little bit of research last year and it sounded like it was probably a good idea mm-hmm. uh when when the rubber met the road their their calendars were the schedules just weren't quite right for what we were doing but we do have the return of crossfit after a three, oh, wow i think a three-year hiatus crossfit is back in and the numbers are looking really good for that sport i think there's already about 50 people signed up and that's a pretty good-sized CrossFit event. I want to no, see Schmitty cro- in, the, in the CrossFit. That's what I want to see. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working uh, on getting fit, so that means two or three trips to the gym uh, a week if it's a good week. Uh, Earl Boy Grant Wistrom and his crot- CrossFit prowess, no. <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it. Like, like Grant and his lovely wife do do it, but no. Uh, Dave Manerick's with us here. It is Cornhusker State Games night here at Haymarket Park. Nebraska Sports Council, uh, first pitch a little bit later. Dave Manerick is throwing out the ceremonial first pitch, but we invite you out. He's getting that arm loosened up. Hold on a minute. You got a little uh, Harris uh, Crisco right there, so we get a little more break on the curveball from old Major League. Um, so get out here. Gorgeous night for baseball. A little hot, a little sticky, which screams cold beer. So enjoy yourself. Get a hot dog. Come see Dave. Get signed up for the Cornhusker State Games. Uh, 4.30 to 7, Sports Fest is going to be going on. When we talk opening ceremonies, you kind of laid out the, uh, the, the, the skydivers. You, you laid out that there's going to be the, uh, the, the bike show where you have uh, – uh, just all sorts of acrobatics and uh, those two wheels and that speed. And then just to, to kind of center on tonight, too, spend a second on the 93 counties that have all come together in the state of Nebraska for the torch run. Yeah, we we have, for now the third year, we have all 93 counties represented in the Cornhusker State Games, and that had never happened in the 30 now eight-year history of the organization to have every county represented as participants in the games. And what really allowed it, facilitated it, was COVID mm-hmm. because we moved the torch run that year to a completely virtual event, and we just set up a calendar where this region would be that day, and, and people started getting the word out, hey, nobody from Gosper County has signed up yet, so call your Aunt Betty. Does she still run? And so it became, Betty can rock a mile. It became like a lot of things, something that could unify people without mm-hmm. getting together in person. And so... We've kept a virtual option on the torch run, and we, I think we, this year we had 
350, 400 people sign up for the virtual run. Torch Run has always been free, but we added back some in-person legs this year. Oh, so, God. so we ran into six like iconic community festivals in Nebraska, like Nebraska Land Days. Okay. And, and the laugh and a half marathon up in Norfolk, and we, Ooh, good. yeah. So, so we just kind of got in with the people there and, and set up some routes that would go into those events and and uh, get the locals involved. Dave Manerick, executive director, Cornhusker State Games. Hang on, we'll wind down hour one here, Haymarket Park, our site, Cornhusker State Games night with Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back here at Haymarket Park, it is Cornhusker State Games Night. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Dave Manerick, Executive Director for the Cornhusker State Games. With us, the music is on in the concourse here at Haymarket. Dave Manerick going to fire off that 10-2 uh, curveball. Maybe you're just going to go with the heater. You I decided. Just, I just don't want it to bounce. <laughs> I just want to get want it to fit, the glove. You don't want a 50 cent reenactment? I don't even care if it's a <laughs> rainbow. I just want to get it to the glove. It's uh, it's deceptive and has lots of break to it. Uh, we're talking Cornhusker State games. We've been talking the Big Ten expanding. We played the clip uh, from 10 months ago about the alliance and looking one another in the eye and handshakes and all of that. Bill Dolman is in the green room. And he is uh, ready to launch. Uh, Bill knows TV. He knows networks. He knows back rooms with lots of cigar smoke. And uh, what the power brokers of college football are up to. And uh, forgive me, but I am kind of shocked, guys. Elijah Herbal and Dave Manerick. <laughs> Based on how the old COVID handling went, a few fumbles at the goal line there. Is anyone else shocked that the Big Ten pulled this off, even though it was an incoming sales call by USC and UCLA? That helps. But, man, uh, I, I guess do we got to give some, some Barry Alvarez credit to this as well. Uh, Joe Eisenberg writes in, this is great for the Big Ten. It'll make it better. I think it's great for baseball. I think it's great for volleyball. I think it's great for basketball with UCLA's brand. And SC wasn't uh, a Sweet 16 team that long ago. And from a football standpoint, we'll see if USC gets back to being SC. UCLA is 8-4. and four, And we'll see where they go with uh, Chip Kelly. Now it's kind of up to Nebraska. Well, and, well Schmitty- get, get up to uh, postseason, uh, win some ball games, be... Be ready to rock and roll for sure this year, for sure next year. And then when the, the California kids come in, uh, flex a little bit, and let's go recruit California again. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a winner. For all we can Yeah, and I'm, I'm waiting for him to put biathlon in as an official sport so we can get Bill Dolman on some of those radio network calls for this new conference. I think that would work. Bill Dolman of the Big Ten, formerly known the Pac-12, and number two TV market. Hey, Elijah, you were going to jump yeah. in, brother? For all we as Nebraska fans complained about Kevin Warren's uh, unwillingness to be forthcoming during his handling of COVID and how he did that, uh, kind of paid off here. Uh, not being forthcoming, going back on your word, doing all these things that we were mad at him for in 2020, now in 2022, paying off with, with UCLA and, and USC coming into the Big Ten, and people are going to be unhappy, but I think when you take a step back and look at this situation where college football is going as a whole, this is one of the best possible moves the Big Ten could have made in this situation. Well, what's the pecking order? Who's uh, who's the draft pick beyond SC and UCLA? We'll talk with Bill Dolman about that next and how 
big does it get? Does it go to 18, 20, 24? Does uh, the Big Ten just stay with 16? Because you know a counter's coming with uh, the SEC, you'd think. I know there's some phone calls happening in the ACC right now. How about the Irish Dave Maneric with us? It is Cornhusker State Games Night here at Haymarket Park. Nebraska Sports Council gets signed up. Opening ceremonies July 15th uh, at Seacrest. Dave, pop on back by. Will Thank do. you for having us. Thanks for letting me be on. Appreciate, Appreciate you it. much. Dave Maneric, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, Bill Dolman. On the way, hour two with Hale Varsity Radio. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're out at Haymarket Park. It is Cornhusker State Games Night. Nebraska Sports Council. Dave Maneric on the hill to throw out the first pitch. Big thanks to Dave for stopping by. Dr. Petey, Derek Peterson, joined us in Hour 1 as he is uh, covering the Pac-12 with Saturdays Out West. And, of course, your podcaster with Hale Varsity Club podcast. So, his insight on UCLA and USC making the move. A man who's known and predicted this Notre Dame style for for decades. The pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports' own Bill Dolman. Uh, we had you booked anyway, Bill, as you got your Red Auerbach cigar out. Uh, wow. Is that the one I got you? When I was an intern at the Eagle back in 1998, have you been saving it that long? Uh, I got this one from the Red State Barbecue in Kentucky, you know, to, to celebrate with the SEC and uh, the Big Ten and me. I've been doing the college athletics since 2004. <laughs> yes. It's another victory lap for those of us who thought this coming a long ass time ago. See, I, I was wondering if you walked down to the dispensary on the corner and picked that thing up. No. <laughs> Dolman's like, look, your money's on the dresser. I was right. Uh, let's talk about these two leagues uh, with uh, ever-growing existence. Brother, this is incredible. Not crazy, but UCLA and USC. I mean, it is fantastic to, oh, I see your brand and I equal or can argue raise your brand if you're the Big Ten and, and I don't think the, the Big Ten's done we've got some some questions to ask and get your take on from a TV and rights standpoint we got to talk about the fallout what's tomorrow what's post 4th of July what 
what finalizes between now and 2024 as you predict? And then, you know, what's what's next from a membership standpoint? But your overall take on the acquisition, on getting USC, UCLA, and let's talk first from a Nebraska perspective. It's not that Nebraska hasn't recruited California even uh, in the last few years. I mean, Adrian's account was, was a California kid. But this could could open things back up, assuming Nebraska gets off up, uh, off of the mat. Your take on the acquisition with uh, with LA? First of all, I want to go back twelve years, and I don't know whether Tom foresaw this, but when Tom Coach Osborne, Osborne had foresight in the immediacy and probably looking ahead for the next decade, knowing that college sports were going to change, I don't think anybody other than maybe me. Uh, was thought changing that much. I mean, so dramatically, especially back-to-back years like this with Texas and Oklahoma and now USC and UCLA. Um, but the foresight to get Nebraska out of the Big 12 and into the Big 10, you know, anybody that's in the Big 10 or the SEC right now, are they're, they're sleeping comfy in their beds at night. They're enjoying their, you know, pina coladas on the beach. They're enjoying one of these and a Guinness. Um <laughs> I mean, the, the foresight to understand that the landscape was going to change was brilliant and gave Nebraska security so that it can still play in this game. Um, and the game's not done yet, but Nebraska has a, has a safe place, and that's what's most significant for all of us, right? And I think as you look ahead um, to whatever this is going to end up being, I said, you know, back in, what, 2004, so there's going to probably be a 64-team thing. I, I, I've I may have aired in the number of teams that may be down to 32 or 48 or something like that. It's in the, the ultimate super college football in, industry with everybody, all the other sports. Um, but I think you're going to see Nebraska is kind of be like the Green Bay Packers of the NFL. Small market, Buffalo Bills, small market, but you're on the map. People know you. You've got great tradition and history, and you've got a loyal fan base. Um so I think Nebraska, to that end, is very safe and secure where it is right now, and it's about to have a very huge payday. Um, you know, there's, there are a lot of schools right now that are incredibly nervous, and I would bet this morning that Arizona and Arizona State, as well as the Big 12, probably had each other on speed dial. Like, you want to? Yeah, we want to. When can we? <laughs> How soon can you pack your U-Haul, Right. So I would imagine the Big 12 makes a move. The other person probably on speed battle right now is Brett Yormack, the new commissioner of the Big 12, who was named yesterday. He's probably calling Jay-Z as we speak going, can I have my old job back? Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, this guy, this was like, oh, what a great hire, you know, for the Big 12. They thought outside the box like the Pac-12 did a couple years ago with Klyovkov. And I agreed with the the hiring of Klyovkov. They're, They're the the Pac-12 commissioner. I thought that was something outside the box the Pac-12 needed, the Big 12 needed. But now those two guys are going like, what the hell just happened? Because we are now glorified AAC, Mountain West, uh, Conference USA. Uh, you know, right now it is, right now it is the Big 10, the SEC, Fox, and ESPN sitting around the card table that I used to put out for my mom on Wednesday nights when she and her friends played pinochle. They're just sitting around playing a game, smoking cigars, having Brandy Alexander's going, what do you want to do next? Your move or mine? 
It is uh, someone's move next. Let's get to the fallout part of things. So you mentioned the speed dial aspect. Is the Big Ten still on the phone? Are they on the phone? Is 18 the cutoff? Is 20 the cutoff? Is 24 the cutoff? You have UCLA and USC, the number two TV market. You have there there being the 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 Bam Cunningham, Cunninghams right now, for whoever else wants to leave, and makes the cut potentially for the Big Ten. Do you stop at just the Pac-12? Where's Notre Dame in this? Are they now forced to a league? There's no exit fee for them for football. Do you uh, do you look at Oregon? Do you like Washington at Stanford? I mean. How big do you want to go if you're the Big Ten and, and, and continue to raise the payday versus start diluting the payday? Because you were going to get $100 million before USC, UCLA. Now that's had to jump because you're bringing in the number two TV market. Right. And, and, and I, you know, I think Fox played this pretty, pretty brilliantly. And it's almost as though they and ESPN have conspired. <laughs> okay. You do Texas and Oklahoma in 2021. We'll do the number two TV market in uh, 22. And then we'll figure out what we want to do with Notre Dame. Um, because I think that's, that's obviously the, the big thing here. Now, you and I were texting earlier today. Uh, and, and I really. Poor, I, poor I, West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, West West Virginia is like, you know, uh, just somebody asked me to the prom because I got to get out of this, you know. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think ESPN wants to dismantle the ACC. I don't, I don't foresee the ACC having done to it what the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve are, ha- are being is happening to them, right? Because there's only one conference in the country in which college basketball matters, and that's the ACC, right? So, I, I, so I th- and that's an that's an ESPN property. So, does ESPN and Fox do they say, okay, what do we do with Notre? You know, because Notre Dame's got to say, look, the landscape has changed. Nothing is sacred anymore. If you want to keep your deal with NBC, that's not bad. Okay, go ahead. But you're now you're in this conference. So, do they say that we're going to maintain some strength of the ACC? with another school that makes no geographic sense whatsoever and let them go and bolster the ACC and the ESPN, maintain their NBC contract, and now you're a full-fledged member because college basketball still has a place on the TV map. And the Big Ten says, okay, we'll acquiesce that. Then we got the next move with whomever else we want to add. But you're right. At some point, they got to say this is getting too big because we still need to have somewhat of a – universal landscape and, and map with the entire country that we just can't have 24 teams playing for the Big Ten championship, and that's it. And the 24 teams playing for the SEC championship, and that's it. And then the ACC, and then you've got the, the great rivalry between Arizona and, and Central Florida or Cincinnati as the marquee matchup in December in the Big 12. That's not going to happen. So I think the ACC is going to get protected by all those teams at the card table, Right. Um, but Notre Dame's going to be, it has to be like the ESPN and Fox talking about that with NBC saying, we're still in this. We're still going to pay you. And NBC saying, or and Notre Dame's going to take in Notre, uh, Notre Dame's just take NBC's money. But then where are they going to find a home? That's, I think, the next question. 
Bill Dolman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Bill, in your opinion, does what we've seen in the past year with Texas and OU going to to the SCC, uh, now UCLA, uh, South Carolina, excuse me, Southern California, and maybe other schools going to the Big Ten, is this the the first domino in the the dismantling of the NCAA, or is this a, a middle domino, or, or are we near the end of that? Is the NCAA getting dismantled? What does today mean for the the NCAA? I think the NCAA has been dying a slow, painful death, perhaps by design, you know, by the college, like I said, the College Football Corporation of America that's going to, you know, I think this is a plan that's been in place, and they're just going, you know, just pulling it brick by brick, you know, and just to death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, The NCAA will probably end up being some type of governing body for Olympic sports if they continue to exist in some way, shape, or another, providing some funds. But the NCAA has no control over college football anymore, and they're still holding on that they have control over the over March Madness and the NCAA basketball tournament, which, unfortunately, for college basketball, you know, really the most time people pay attention to it is, is in February and March, you know? So I, I think the NCAA is just completely powerless Bill, what's your wish list right now? You have UCLA and USC. Kevin Warren is calling you from Wimbledon right now because Barry's phone is busy and (laughs) asking, what do I do next? Who do you add next? Who do you like? What's, What's your preference? Do you like Oregon? Do you like Stanford? Do you like the Irish? Do you like Washington? North Carolina, do you make a phone call to, I don't know, somebody else in the ACC? I, I think I think the U, I think Clemson, I think Florida State, and I think North Carolina are going to get phone calls from the SEC. That's, that's, po- that's possible. But, again, I still think that ESPN, because they have the ACC network, and it's not the Big Ten network, right? And it's not right. the SEC on ESPN, but it's still an ESPN property. It's still college basketball, and I think that ESPN has to give some assurances to all of those schools that we are still going to prop up the ACC because basketball is important to us. There. But if they don't, then I think all those schools are probably fair game to the SEC, and then you're going to have, again, the card table where they're going, okay, you guys take Miami and Clemson and Florida State. Big Ten's going Notre Dame, you better come on because the ACC's just got picked apart. So now, Ben, and maybe maybe Oregon and Washington, I don't know. Who, do you, who, do you, who, point, do you, who else do you like from the Pac-12 aside from SC and UCLA? It's got to be, if you go to 18 and stop, you, you get yeah, a yes you from Notre that. Dame and you add maybe a Stanford. Oregon makes the most sense. They're the sexiest right now. I agree. Maybe it's Stanford because you have Northwestern, so you've got that academic ideal that Northwestern well, brings. It's, it's it's San Francisco. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the Northern California market, right? You don't want Cal. Cal is in such a financial mess with their own institution, and then the California school system. Even though you got UCLA coming, but maybe Stanford because of the academics, and maybe Stanford is attracted to that. That's a possibility. Oregon, you know that. Yeah, they're sexy. They've got money. I don't know if Washington really brings a lot to the table with the Seattle market, but this is all, like I told you earlier today, two words, T-B. 
That's who's at the table. But Notre Dame has to be it. If you allow those ACC schools to go to the SEC, then the Big Ten says, okay, you get those three or four, we get the big one. But at some point, they got to say 18, 19, or 20 is, we got to stop here. You know, we, we, we just cannot continue to add and add and add. Next thing you know, you've got 48 teams in two conferences. What does that mean? I want to ask you about Nebraska's recruiting prowess in California. We've got two minutes. I need to keep you to get some Kevin Durant questions answered on the other side if you got a couple of minutes. But was was Nebraska's brand that national? Was, was it Nebraska that, that appealed to the California kids, or was it the scheduling of the UCLA series or a USC series that – kind of hammered home nebraska is an option what's your take was it that what was the chicken or the egg there it's a brand nebraska is a brand it's just like like i like i said earlier it's the packers everybody knows the packers whether you you know nebraska is a brand it was a brand to kids in california it didn't matter that they were playing ucla we didn't play ucla every year you know we didn't play many Four times in the 80s you know but you know it, it it does it help to have that exposure sure but the bottom line is Nebraska is Nebraska. They're on TV and they're going to be on the Big Ten Network and it's still a brand and and that's the bottom line. Any uh, E-True Hollywood stories uh, on the roadie out to Sunset Strip with Devaney at 87? <laughs> I didn't get to make that trip to mean to go see Motley Crue at the Whiskey. I, I, Bob and I didn't make that uh, didn't make that track. I was uh, I was but... thinking more about Aikman in the Rose Bowl, but sure. <laughs> Hang on the line. More college football thoughts, realignment uh, on steroids here. USC, UCLA to the Big Ten. We'll hit some NBA. Where does Durant land as he's requested a trade? Hail Varsity live at Haymarket Roadshow Thursday. Uh, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris at HailVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back here at Haymarket Park, it is Cornhusker State Games Night, uh, Nebraska Sports Council. Dave Manerick and his crew out here. The uh, deadline for the sign-up for Cornhusker State Games, July 5th. Opening ceremonies at Seacrest is going to be incredible. That'll be the 15th of July. Uh, get logged on today. The torch run tonight, all 93 counties. Uh, participating in that, and the torch will make its way to uh, to Haymarket Park tonight. Bill Dolman with us for another segment. Pete Thamel tweeting out that uh, you have the uh, chancellors and presidents meeting right now. You've got roll call and an official vote going on right now to accept. And Bill real quick before some NBA thoughts. What are you, what are you laughing about, brother? 
Uh, they're meeting right now. We're going to see if we're going to let them in. Uh, well, they, it could be it could be fourteen to zero against letting them in, and we all Fox agree to FBI say yes. Say they're going. They're, they're uh, yeah. They're in. Um, that's that's how that's going. And here's here's the hundred million dollars to each of your institutions that this now brings in. We were talking seventy million a couple of weeks ago, and then well, it started to balloon a little bit. I mean, this is going to be over a hundred million dollars to a school. Well, I think it. I think it exceeds that. I think you are going to get by decades in and a hundred million per school. You bring in the number two TV market. You bring in SC and, and UCLA, two blue bloods. That's got to be north. What's your estimation here? What What's the new rights deal look like? Say you stop at twenty. With the right twenty, you already have UCLA, USC. Say you add Notre Dame and Oregon. Say those. So say those are the four you get. What's that annual number going to be here for the next round of rights? Because you'll no doubt keep NBC in play. CBS needs nighttime inventory. You'll have Pac-12 after dark potentially on CBS, and you still have Fox controlling the Big Ten network. Uh, I mean, that, that's that's a three-headed monster right now that's really pretty good with some some big-time teams that you're going to and, – and now you're going to be able to set up your own playoff expansion. I don't know what that number is going to end up being, but it's going to be north of $100 million a year, which, you know, I'm sure some of those schools will burn right through, you know, uh, because you're always going to have to be building some new building and paying off some coach and paying a new coach. And who knows what they're going to ultimately say about, you know, athletes getting money from the institutions. Note, I didn't just say football players. Right. Uh, there might be a deal where, where, you know, the athletes are going to be able to dip into that TV money a little bit because I'm sure at some point somebody's going to say, you know, we tried to do that union thing 20, 30 years ago. Maybe we ought to revisit that. Um, I mean, that's that's the political game that's going to start getting played with, you know, these institutions with the monies that's going to get thrown out, the TV deals, all of that. They just can't rely on, you know, the sandwich shop down the street giving, you know, a hundred bucks here and there and some free meals. It's going to have to be everybody's making Arch Manning kind of money, right? Um, so I don't know where that number is going to stop, but it's going to be a hundred million dollars that, you know, Nebraska can probably count on just because it's, like I said, sleeping in a comfy bed and drinking pina coladas on the beach. Good tweet from Adam Rittenberg. Lots of talk about additional Pac-12 schools. Don't rule that out, but the one school the Big Ten's always wanted, always wanted is Notre Dame. That's where the energy is going to likely be placed. So the, the chase is on for the Irish and the Big Ten. That makes a lot of sense. I totally agree with that. But again, I think it's going to be a deal between ESPN and Fox that's going to say, okay, we can see Notre Dame in the Big Ten, but we still want to protect the ACC because that's important to that region. But we also might be willing to do Miami or Florida State or Clemson, which may not be as important to the ACC because they want to preserve college basketball and Duke and Carolina, the ACC tournament. That's a big moneymaker, right? Uh, Syracuse and all that. So there may be a little wheeling and dealing as to who's going to get the big one and who's going to get, you know, the two or three other prize, you know, teams in their conference. That's what I see happening. I just don't see the ACC getting the rug pulled out like the Big 12 and Pac-12. 
And right now, if, I, if I'm Eastern Washington, I'm, I'm thinking we may not be the favorite in the big sky in the next couple of years. Who knows who that might be? <laughs> Washington State, uh, Oregon State for sure. Uh, man, Big 12. I'm going to go to wake up Colorado. Well, Barnett's usually with us on Thursdays. Barney right now is 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 probably handing out gummies to the Colorado Athletic Administration. <laughs> God love him because he's no doubt on speed dial. What do we do, Coach? <laughs> Help us through this. And uh, this well, is just... bring back the Utah. It might bring back the Utah BYU rivalry. I'm sure Utah's probably headed to the to the, to the Big Twelve or whatever whatever there's going to be out there. I don't know, but look, the Big Twelve didn't look. That I mean, great that they got Houston and Central Florida and Cincinnati and, and BYU, I guess. But that was not the same. Losing Texas and Oklahoma and replacing those two with those four, that that just doesn't you know add up. And whatever they do, like I said, the new commissioner has probably got Jay Z on speed dial, wanting to know if he can get his job back uh, because that's trying to put that conference back together in some sellable sense. I mean, the kind of money we're talking about a moment ago with the Big Ten schools and the SEC north of $100 million a year, I cannot believe schools in the Big 12 are going to be able to touch 50, 40. No, I, I don't uh, I don't believe so. Bill Dolman's with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow out here at Haymarket Park, a Thursday roadshow. It is Cornhusker State Games Night. Dave Menarek sat down with us. A little bit ago, uh, Derek Peterson, Dr. Petey, uh, Fridays, uh, check that. His, uh, his uh, spot is Saturdays out west, and Fridays is when his podcast, The Varsity Club, still drops with your Herd at Media Network. So uh, Dr. Petey will have plenty more to say as he's covered the Pac-12 for a little while now. UCLA and USC off to uh, the Big Ten, and We'll see who else is uh, pulling the old Jerry Maguire with goldfish in hand who's coming with me. Uh, We'll see if that's a reality. Bill, a couple of minutes here. I want to go to the NBA. Kevin Durant is requesting a trade from the Nets. Don't blame him. Kyrie's in. He's like, I'm out. So landing spot is where? Do you think Phoenix? Do you think Miami? KD, still an amazing talent, wants to be the guy without having to be the guy uh, has shown that he's uh, incredible uh, when he was at, at Golden State with help around him. Kind of a nightmare for him and uh, the situation he was in with uh, the Nets. So what makes sense with KD? I just don't see why those guys just don't get like some traveling team because I saw James Harden turn down Philadelphia and uh, somebody else turned down, was it Bradley Beal or somebody turned down the, the 40, 30 million? Why don't they just have a traveling team? Kevin Durant, <laughs> James Harden, Russell, what they could, they could have Oklahoma city reunite without actually having to go to Oklahoma city, a place I like, and just go play. Just get dude, This is all they want to do anyways. They all want to play with their friends and they want to go win titles. They don't really know the, they're not even there long enough to establish residency in the place that they win a title. What, let's just have a traveling road show with Kevin Durant, the beard, and Russell Westbrook, and pick up a couple other guys, and and it'll be like the Washington Generals, except win a lot more. I, I think Miami makes sense. No no state income tax in Florida. Same reason why I think LeBron went down there. I, I could see, you know, something like 
like that where they or you know phoenix might be a good destination because everybody loves monty williams uh the head coach of the suns and just justifiably so and they were close this year so i, I could see something like that but boy the nba trying to follow where guys are going and where they want to be and where they don't want to be i don't i, I don't know how it's more confusing in the nba than it is trying to figure out who's going to be in college football conferences mm-hmm. i'll tell you that well, uh, Bill, news today from uh, the city of Denver, not Kevin Durant related here, but uh, Nikola Jokic signing the richest contract in NBA history. Not something you'd expect from, uh, I mean, in terms of Denver sports scene, the lowly Nuggets. Well, yeah, nobody pays attention to the Nuggets out here. I'm sure that's probably news to people in Denver, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that he plays for them. Um, and, they, you know, they're just going to get overshadowed again next year by the Avs. He's 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 a great ambassador for the Nuggets in this in this city. But again, uh, but people don't talk about the Nuggets here. I mean, you, you know that they're Avs fans and they're Broncos fans. Um, but he's a great player. He's a great ambassador. I don't think you have you don't have drama with the Nuggets like you do with the other franchises. And it's great to see somebody in the NBA to actually show some loyalty uh to the organization that has developed them. You know, somebody like a Dirk Nowitzki, and I think he's probably cut from that cloth and and so it's great you know uh it's great for the city but nobody pays attention to the nuggets very much bill dolman pride of fairberry nbc sports breaking down uh the latest in college football realignment the reaction with uh, usc ucla headed to the big 10 uh, all but a formality we will keep you posted bill we will uh round you up again for a for another hit tomorrow check will be in the mail my friend because it's always a Friday with Bill Dolman, but we needed to go a bad signal here as he lights his I told you so cigar with yeah. conference realignment in your in your Cornhuskers. I got my Cornhusker State, State, State Games hat on for uh for Maneric. I thought he was gonna be uh, joining us. So uh he, he was in he was in and he sat in with us. You you jumped into the green room as he was winding down the, the last half hour of hour one. He had to run junior to wrestling camp but said to say hi, and uh, we'll no doubt see him on the hill and firing up that fastball. But, no, uh, awesome. And, you know, you started the partnership and relationship uh, with ESPN, Lincoln, and uh, sports, uh, of course, the the, the, uh, the Cornhusker State Games and the Nebraska Sports Council many, many years ago. And old Russ Hochstein walked through that door, my friend, with two Super Bowl rings and was your mystery guest, so... Uh, kudos to that groundwork laid by you and Dave uh, so uh, so many years ago. But so good to be associated with great people like Dave and Eric. Cornhusker State Games is one of the finest organizations of its kind in the country. I got this hat when he talked me into doing a triathlon. And if Dave plans on uh, retiring as soon as I do another triathlon, he will have that job forever because that's just not going to happen. But He's a great guy, does a wonderful job, he and Scott Ash and everybody with the Cornhusker State Games, and I hope they have a great night and a great 2022 with the with the games. Billy D, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 5, brother. Thanks for jumping in today. All right, boy, see you. Go Big Red. There he is, Bill Dolman. Brad of Chicago, Danny Burke. Burke's best bets on the way with Hale Varsity here at Haymarket.
Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, Roadshow Thursday, Hail Varsity Radio. It is, uh, of course, Nebraska Sports Council, Cornhusker State Games night here at Haymarket Park. We're winding down. The gates are going to be open for you to come in and uh, be part of the festivities tonight with the torch. And uh, we welcome in our shining light uh, with Beeson Sports Network, Danny Burke, Pride of Chicago at Danny Burke 5, and uh, his uh, nightly show, uh, Burke's Best Bets. Danny, I... We need some. Uh, we you've been really good, my friend, at at futures bets. Be it who's going to the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup, the World Series, the college football playoff. You're gold with those. Can you get out the Danny Burke crystal ball? Who else has come into the Big Ten aside USC and UCLA? Can you tell it to us first? <laughs> I wish I could. I know you and I were kind of just talking before we started here, and, you know, you're bringing up about, uh, you know, like a Notre Dame or somebody kind of around here that would make logical sense. But, man, I, you know, I'm just like in a whirlwind with all this NBA news, and then I see that just casually pop up, and I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? What is happening in college football? It's just nonsense all around. But, man, I mean, are the people in the Midwest going to be able to stay up for those – before what we used to call them Pac-12 after dark? Is it going to be Big Ten after dark now? Like, what is going on? But, man, I mean, the excitement coming about, uh, at this point, who the hell knows who else is going, Smitty? I got to defer to you on that one, my friend. Well, Danny, just think about this. Michigan versus USC in November, 11 p.m. kickoff at the Big House, and just it's just a snowstorm for good measure, too. That just sounds awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome. If you get the late games, I have no issue with that, right? I mean, you don't have to worry about them early. In the, not that it's early here in the Midwest, but you have all day to kind of just hang out, get ready, and then all the other games are done. You're like, wait, no, we still got a game we actually care about happening late at night. So that's actually kind of – that's really cool, honestly. <laughs> I want to petition for the November slate to be road trips out to the West Coast. Let's, for good measure, uh, you and I are all about, you know, snow and fun in November, primarily because we're in the press box. But let's just, for good measure, uh, if they want to play in Big Ten territory, let's do it in in September and October. Let's volunteer Mm -hmm. for the road trips out to uh, La La Land in November. (laughs) And, And that way you're playing in good weather year-round uh, opposed to uh, opposed to not, although it is fun to see the uh, California kids squirm a bit uh, in uh, sleet and ice. But overall, uh, just a quick take on, on USC, UCLA, does that, does that move the needle for you, Danny, in response to the SEC grabbing Oklahoma and Texas? 
You know, you got to think at least in terms as of this moment of USC it does. I mean, with Lincoln Riley going over there, all the recruits he's bringing to USC, that I think absolutely moves the needle. And more so if you're Ohio State, you're kind of like, ah, man, this, uh, this conference not as much of a cakewalk as it uh, was from years past, right? So I think not only will that make things just naturally more competitive, but I think it'll kind of just also help some of the other teams too, and as crazy as that seems, but you know, just overall, the Big Ten is going to be getting more of a spotlight on it if you get a Los Angeles-centered team with Lincoln Riley at the helm. And UCLA, yeah, you know, solid squad and what have you. Uh, they still got a little work to do, but USC is in that let's be competitive as hell mode right now. And I'm not saying I'm going to pick them to go to the college football playoff, but they're definitely on the right path. So, yeah, I think that absolutely moves the needle. And especially, again, if you're one of those top teams like in Michigan, like in Ohio State, and hopefully like in Nebraska and then at Wisconsin, you're like, uh-oh, uh, we got to step our game up. So I think it'll it'll boost everyone up a little bit if that's actually going to come to fruition. But, <laughs> I mean, again, that, that would just be insane. I'm, I'm finding it hard to wrap my head around it. But, I, you know, I, I just think it would be good for college football if the SEC or – you know, like you said, if you're getting some teams from the Big 12 going to the SEC, why can't you do this as well? Danny Burke is with us. Uh, Burke's best bets. Hey, Varsity Radio on the road out here at Haymarket Park. Danny, to the NBA we go. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Kyrie is in. KD wants out. I don't blame him. And the short order, pecking order, has got to be, what, Phoenix or Miami, you would think? Yeah, that's what the reports are sounding like coming out from all the uh, top guys throughout the media is that Phoenix seems to be kind of that short shot, the favorite for a landing destination for Kevin Durant, and then Miami coming next. And what they were talking about, too, is you always kind of got to tie it back into Team USA with these superstars. So, for example, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler type of vibe. I mean, which guy would he prefer? And then more importantly, which team has the better package to offer back to Brooklyn? Well, if you're Brooklyn, you could look at the Suns and get a Mikhail Bridges, get a DeAndre Ayton, some draft picks, and some other lower-tier guys. If you're Miami, well, I don't know if you have as much to offer as the Phoenix Suns do, but you still have some decent role players out there that you can dish out. And, Smitty, I'm, you know, call me crazy, but I have to mention it, the Bulls wouldn't have the worst package either, right? I mean, you have Levine, who obviously is looking for a big contract here, you could get him to go over to the Nets, pair him with a Patrick Williams, who's a young and up-and-comer with a lot of potential, a Kobe White and some draft picks. The Nets don't want to tank, right? That would be the worst-case scenario here. They don't just want to settle for something. They want to still be competitive. If you bring a guy in his prime like Zach Levine over, you could do that. Now, I know people are saying, well, you could do the same with DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, but that's not as enticing to a team like Brooklyn to get an older veteran who, yes, had his best year last year, but to replicate that would be a really, really hard task to complete. So I don't think the Bulls, I mean, again, it goes down to what Kevin Durant wants, but, you know, he's had things to say about Chicago in the past. He's obviously worked with DeRozan and Levine in terms of Team USA and all the other extra workouts. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but a Bulls fan can dream, right, guys? But uh, realistically, the Suns seem like the favorite right now. Yeah, Danny, according to DraftKings, the Bulls, uh, have the 10th best odds to land Durant at plus 1,300. As for the Suns, they're plus 200. The Heat, plus 240. And then you follow that up with the Clippers at plus 900. So Suns uh, and the Heat, at least according to DraftKings, are the big favorites in this one. Interesting. The Clippers up there is is, is very – 
you know, I mean, you talk about pieces, and yeah, the Clippers make sense in that regard. Um, it's your Kevin Durant. Who do you want to see the most, right? What's the easiest path for you to get to the finals, I think, is also what you kind of got to contemplate. If you're in the West, you're kind of top-heavy. If the Lakers get healthier and they just get some better players, uh, the Clippers, what, you'd probably have to dish out uh, Paul George and get him out of the mix. I don't know, man. That's tough. But, you know, the East is still up for grabs, I think, because the Bucks are the top team. And if he leaves the Nets, then the Nets won't be anymore. And then the Heat are there. So if I were Kevin Durant, I'd want to stay in the East Coast. But, yeah, it's all about, again, what the Brooklyn Nets can get out of it because they don't want to completely dismantle everything. But I just know the fun is going to start tonight, so I'm looking forward to it. Danny, real quick, your play tonight at Major League Baseball. Yeah, how about this? I'm fading Adrian Martinez. Yes, the pitcher for the Oakland A's. So I hope that he, uh, you know, doesn't perform as well as uh, some of the times uh, Nebraska quarterback, former Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez did. But I'm trusting the Mariners tonight. Look, the A's are in shambles. They can't hit righties. And the Mariners are throwing out Logan Gilbert, who's a really solid righty. And you're getting a Mariners team who can hit righties themselves very well and even better at home. You're not going to lay the minus 230 with Seattle on the money line. So instead, look for the run line here. Uh, Oakland's got a brutal bullpen. So even if it's close, I have some faith that the Mariners can tack on some runs late in the game. So I'm banking on Seattle to win this one by two or more. I got the run line at about even money. I would probably play it up to minus 105 tonight. Danny Burke, Pride of Chicago, Vison Sports Network at Danny Burke 5. Daddy, we'll check in next week. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, boys. Take care. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time here at Haymarket Park. Big thanks to Danny Burke and Bill Dolman for joining us. Uh, also, Derek Peterson, Dr. Petey, uh, out uh, west, covers UCLA, USC, the entire Pac-12 with Saturdays out west, and, of course, the Hale Varsity Club podcast. Uh, and Dave Manerick, it is Cornhusker State Games Night here at Haymarket. The torch will make its arrival Here at Haymarket, and don't forget, sign up for Cornhusker State Games. Deadline July 5th. Opening ceremonies. Get your tickets now. Cornhusker State Games July 15th at Seacrest Field. So Elijah Matt writes in, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. And and good, lively discussion and reaction today. No-brainer. Yay. Great thing. You get USC, UCLA. It's going to be kind of up to them to... Uh, to to adjust to the Big Ten, as as Nebraska fans know. But uh, it's a no-brainer financially, clout-wise, with with some blue bloods. And we'll see who else follows them through. It's a 
Schmidt, are you okay out there? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm getting choked up when I think of UCLA and USC. <laughs> I'm getting choked up of, of thinking of road trips west to uh, the uh, – the, the L.A. nightlife, hey, my friend. Nebraska but, uh, may play in the Rose Bowl again after all. Right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, be, before January 1st. <laughs> Matt writes in now at chrisadalevarsity.com. Now that we know the Big Ten's going to have 16 teams like the SEC, we have to assume a pod schedule system. Three protected permanent matchups will happen soon. We just got to figure out if it's 16, if it's 18, or if it's 20, Matt. Because Notre Dame's uh, being sought after probably as we speak. And uh, Nebraska has to fight hard to get USC on their schedule as one of the permanent opponents. Continue to open up California, get that pipeline going, and uh, make it a true Calabrasca movement and make it sustainable. My thoughts... Matt, I think you're going to be able to, to get a game with USC, UCLA often enough where you don't have to permanently schedule them. I'm open to it, but you, you and I both got to, I think, agree that Nebraska has got to up their game. And, and that needs to happen sooner rather than later uh, against Iowa, against Wisconsin, uh, against Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and I'm all for the California dividend, but let's let's if you're Nebraska, beat the West as it sits first, get to eight or nine wins by the time 2024 rolls around. You've got a couple of years, and then do what you've always done in California, and, and that's recruit. Uh, not every recruit works out in California, but you think of the good ones that have. I think of Brendan Stey, I think of Ralph Brown, I think of Lawrence Phillips, I think of the great Steve Taylor. Uh, and I'm missing a hundred of Californians that did really, really well uh, in in Lincoln. But that's a good option. But Nebraska's got to do some work on their part to to be ready for this expansion because uh, it's not been uh, swimming uh, post 2014. Out at Haymarket, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks. A Huda Media Production.